0: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I am excited about my next uh, guest. We're going to talk about exit strategies, the mental game. And our guest is Ben Griffin. And the company name is CEO IQ. Ben's from Baltimore, Maryland. And they provide executive coaching peer advisory group programs, strategy and team alignment workshops for entrepreneurs and their leadership teams. So Ben, thanks very much for joining us. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you very much, Bill. It's great to be with you this afternoon.
0: Thank you, Ben. Um, tell us a little bit about CEO IQ. I'm intrigued by the, the name of the company. How did you uh, how did you uh, What's your background, and how did you get started with CEO IQ?
1: Well, my, my uh, corporate and entrepreneurial background, I'm a former corporate executive. I actually spent 15 years as a turnaround guy. I was kind of the guy you didn't want to see on your doorstep because we probably <laughs> weren't going to have a lot of fun together. i uh, w- w- That was a role of tearing apart companies and it- either attempting to put them back together or closing them, one of the two. And uh, I did that for a while as a corporate guy. I finally kind of burned out on it. I wasn't... Uh, uh, quite as enamored with it as uh, Chainsaw Al Dunlap was in the 70s and 80s. So in uh, late 1999, I transitioned into thinking about that I'd like to help people on the growth side of business and and begin a process of uh, trans- transforming myself, reinventing, as I like to say, into an executive coach and uh, a facilitator for peer advisory groups.
0: Okay. And so on the growth side um you still have some tearing down before you can move forward I'm sure so a lot of that gave you some great insights as to de- determining what the stumbling blocks or the roadblocks were in a business's situation I would imagine uh, that that uh education and experience helped you quite a bit in that regard what else was different Well it
1: yeah, that's a great comment because more than i uh, ever thought i have certainly been involved in the fact that sometimes you got to tear tear down and rebuild foundations before you can start uh, going forward again and uh, and that's been certainly part of the process i'm uh, and and sometimes unfortunately i've had to learn that you can't save them all i've had uh, of all the companies i've worked with over the last 15 years we've only had one actually go down and, and go bankrupt because i couldn't get the owner to understand he didn't have enough working capital to, to handle the growth he didn't have the cash to handle the growth uh, but one of our great success stories is taking a guy that literally had five million dollars of negative equity on his balance sheet putting in an advisory board getting him to listen and he successfully exited with about a 10 million dollar check about six years later so uh, wow. that's one of our stories that I'm particularly proud of that, you know, you can break it down a little bit and build it back up and exit successfully.
0: That is a a story a lot of people would love to hear <laughs> because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, and I'm sure you can validate this, but there's a lot of business owners out there saying, I just don't know how, how I'm going to get any value out of this thing. Um or they go to a business broker or someone who might might tell them, we can sell it, but it's not going to be worth anywhere near what you thought. So let's talk about the mental game. How important is the mental game in exiting a, bus- a business?
1: Well, you know, I mean, if, if you go on the web and you start searching, and uh, actually I know uh, your previous, uh, the guest you just had on, Tom Young well, as, as a matter of fact, I love the work he does. You start doing some Google searches and playing in Tom's world a little bit, and uh, and you find out that there is a mountain of information out there about the financial side of exit, about grooming your company financially, about getting the books in shape, about all the things you need to do to get EBITDA up and, and get enterprise value up. The thing that seems to be a a bit of a hole is getting ready mentally to think about exiting your company and what the the process is going to be. And my experience is it takes as long to do that as the three to five years that I tell entrepreneurs all the time, you're going to have to spend getting your company financially ready. Uh, so, we get all the energy focused on the financial side, and what what 's left is something that many the vast majority of entrepreneurs I come in contact with uh, are not very good at, which is some serious, deep introspective thinking and self analysis that needs to start way in advance of saying I'm ready to sell my company and, uh, and either retire or go, go do something different. And that introspection is, is just by, by nature. Entrepreneurs are not very introspective people. They are outgoing, put it out there, make things happen, go build something. And then, and particularly baby boomers, uh, much less so than our millennials that kind of build it to flip it, uh, baby boomers tend to have, have gotten to a place where they're 60, 65 years old today and are not 100% sure what's going to happen, particularly if the kids haven't uh, indicated an interest in running the business. So that whole mental process uh, is a three to five year kind of what's life going to look like on the day I sign the papers and the check clears and I've got all that money sitting in my account.
0: That's a that's a mouthful. I mean, it really is. You know, you're talking about a goal oriented group and without any remember that there's a book out the purpose driven life. Well, without any purpose, there is no life for a lot of these people. And they have to not only they not only be um, ready, uh, obviously financially, but they have to be excited about what's next. Right. I mean, it's not just enough to say I'm going to retire. I've got to I've got to do I've got to get involved.
1: Well, and entrepreneurs forget that they spent their entire lives doing, and then they think, "Oh, well, I'm going to finally sell this business and be away from the pressures and the responsibilities of running it." And and then they find out that it's not nearly as um, it's not nearly what it's cracked up to be. Bill, in terms of what that looks like uh, once you've collected the money because you're used to a pretty high level of activity. And oftentimes what I see is people running from something and to something. Now, I, I just had one of the entrepreneurs in our peer advisor group, a very successful nine-digit exit. They sold the company for just north of $100 million. And the guy was ready with a plan. He knew what he was doing. He had worked on it. I had coached him for three or four years in advance of it, and literally the day the check cleared, he was out buying rental real estate and hiring a guy to run it and has put together a very successful company in the rental real estate business in the two years since he sold the company, and he's traveling all over the world and getting a chance to go do great things. That's the right way to think about it rather than thinking about, I'll figure out what to do when the check clears.
0: Mhm, absolutely. You get a lot of new friends then too, don't you? <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, once the check clears, everybody wants to see your friends, you know. There is absolutely no doubt about it. And that uh that process of making sure you are being appropriately introspective about what you're going to do is really important. I think the other thing that, that that's really important is spending some time with your family about it, you know, about what's this going to look like. You know, the uh, entrepreneurs are particularly famous for saying, my wife said I married you for better or worse, but not for lunch.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and
1: suddenly uh, you find out that uh, if you haven't really planned it and talked about it, you're just kind of there and you're wondering what to do with yourself. So I think that whole family side of mental readiness is really important and it, there is no pat answer to that because it's gonna look different for each person depending on their personal
0: circumstances. Very wise advice and getting your family's input and getting uh getting everybody involved in a decision because it's gonna affect them too. And maybe they've been waiting this this is finally the time they're gonna get with you and now you're off on something else, and uh, it can cause a lot of conflict and discord. So, so uh, Ben, great advice so far. Uh, what's the biggest mistake that you see entrepreneurs make when planning to exit their companies?
1: Well, the biggest mistake I see them making is waking up one morning and saying, I'm ready to sell this place, uh, and not thinking about that, gee, just because I got the idea in my head to sell it, that doesn't mean it's going to sell tomorrow. You know, you mentioned it in a lot of uh, most of your listeners, Bill, are baby boomers uh, that are reaching into their mid 50s to mid 60s now. And uh, they're starting to think about exit. And the challenge is if you look at any of the statistics for the for small to mid market businesses from. Uh, the investment bankers, the best guess is if you take the whole range from very successful companies that will sell for a lot of money down to the corner bar or convenience store, there are something north of seven or eight million baby boomer owned businesses that are likely to come on the market in the next 10 years or so. And the challenge is the number of transactions every year. If you track transaction velocity through any of the the statistics and the firms that keep track of that stuff is that there's only about 40 or 50,000 transactions done every year. That means there's going to be a lot of businesses that aren't going to market the way the owner thinks that they're going to sell. And so getting yourself mentally prepared for, I'm going to have to take money back. It's going to take paper back. Excuse me. You're going to have to take financing back, provide some of the financing. It's going to take longer than I, I expected. I'm not going to get the price that I thought I was going to get. Um, and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a process that's going to be far more exhausting than I thought it was going to be. That whole thought thought process and thinking that through is one of the first big mistakes. I see the second one is a real reluctance to use and pay for outside advisors. You know, a, a guy that's built a $40, $50, 60000000 million a year revenue business that's churning out, say, 5%, $2 million, $3 million, $4 million of EBITDA, and he's expecting to get eight times, he's talking about a transaction well north of $20 million. When the investment bankers start talking about the deal fees, he gags because it is just an anathema to pay those people that money. And, in fact, it, it, coming to the point of view that it's some of the best money you could pay – is really important because this is not a do-it-yourself project uh, to get your business sold successfully.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's it's a huge transaction, and uh, there's so much involved with it, and there's so many enhancements that can happen along the way if you do it right. And if you do it wrong, you're probably going to find out that you just wasted a lot of time and money on something that didn't happen because, as you know, there are a lot of deals that that start that never finish, and that's that's even oh a worse gosh, outcome, yes. right? So that we know is even I mean, a
1: worse outcome.
0: Uh, listeners, we are we are lamenting uh, situations that we've seen both seen over the years. But what what I heard you say a few minutes ago was that, that let's say that w- that in the next ten years, one tenth of those eight million uh, businesses goes up for sale. That's eight hundred thousand businesses a year and there's only 50,000 transactions to outside business owners every year, even using the most aggressive numbers, that leaves a huge number of businesses that will not sell to an outsider. So you have to plan for the alternative, and that is sell to somebody who has no money, uh, probably you know can't get money. So planning to buy yourself out almost through your insider transaction as a, as a good, strong possibility. Is that right?
1: Without a doubt, Bill, almost any business under $5 million in revenue, in my experience, has pretty much got to buy itself, okay? And most of them, between 5 and $10 million, have got to contribute in some significant way to what I call buying it yourself, meaning that that the business has got to be generating enough free cash flow to pay you the note that you're going to take back from whoever buys it from you. Uh, And, of course, that is, for most entrepreneurs, a scary prospect because the other thing that most people don't spend enough time in the territory of, am I really ready to give up control of this business? You know, by their nature, entrepreneurs are control freaks. I mean, and and I know it only too well. I definitely raise my hand when somebody says who are the control freaks in the room because I qualify, too. And so as a control freak, you've got to really get yourself mentally prepared for the fact that you're not going to control this thing anymore. And if you're taking back paper, that's scary. If you are selling it, let's say, to a private equity firm, the best of all possible situations, you've got a private equity firm that's ready to stroke you the check, and they want you to stay for two years one of some of the toughest transitions i have seen on the mental side is entrepreneurs trying to work for private equity and having a real live board of directors that starts asking them the really hard questions and pushing back uh during that two year period of time it can be miserable for an entrepreneur to go through that uh, when
0: they realize that
1: oh my gosh i've had to give up control of my baby
0: yeah yeah th- and that's a, another Huge mental stumbling block for a lot of people. So uh, give us a a tip or two on what entrepreneurs can do to better prepare for that mental side of the exit.
1: Start early. Start planning early. Start thinking about what it is you're going to do. What are you going to the day you sign the papers as opposed to what are you running from? That's probably the biggest thing you can think about. Get a team around you. Not just financial people, the legal people and all of that that you need, but get an executive coach. Get somebody you can talk to about this stuff in confidence that you feel comfortable with, that the chemistry's good, that understands what it looks like and can help you think through what some of this might look like. Because if you will get that team around you and be willing to listen to them, the whole process will go much more smoothly and be a lot less uh, painful in going through it and after you've done the deal.
0: And again, to reiterate uh, what Ben's talking about, the, the reason to plan early is there are some strategies that are going to take all of three to five years to implement. And it's not just something where you put the plan together, then put it on the shelf until you, you, your exit comes up. This is something that needs to become part of your routine planning as you move forward. Correct, Ben?
1: Oh, with, without a doubt, you know, a thing a deal that I am in the middle of right now, I, it was literally one of those deals, an entrepreneur that I coach, and it coached regularly. I walked in one day for our regular monthly one-to-one meeting, and the guy said, I'm ready to sell this thing, and I've called an investment banker. I was like, huh? And I knew what shape the books were in and all that, and I said, you know what? You're in for a rude shock. And in fact, when the first valuations and all that came in, he's on a cash basis. He's got a significant amount of assets outside the business that ought to be inside the business. There's some restructuring to be done. That was five years ago, and we're just getting ready to put that business back on the market again. And and so taking the time to go make sure you've crossed all those T's and dotted all those I's is something that entrepreneurs just don't think about enough.
0: Really great wisdom, great tips, Ben. And unfortunately, we're out of time for today. But I'd love to have you back on again because I know we could talk about this stuff for hours. It sounds like we have some, oh, I uh, some, would love some great to stories. That. Hey, <laughs> so, so tell our listeners what's the best way for them to get in touch with you. I know. Let me give them your website URL, if I may. It's www. Uh, ben, is there another way for the, what will they find there? Or is there another way for them to get in touch with you?
1: They'll find lots of resources on the website uh there's a uh actually a totally no cost membership that's lots of access to our uh the to the uh material that we've got out there. They can also email me from the website info at c e o i q dot com uh or I would invite anyone to call me directly. My personal cell phone number that I answer is area code four one zero eight zero four three eight four eight. And I'd be happy to talk to any of your listeners about helping and thinking through and answering questions about exit strategies, Bill.
0: That's fantastic. And that's a great offer for those of you out there. You can tell when you're listening to the voice of experience and wisdom and not only has been, been helping Business owners to move towards that exit, but remember, before that, he helped businesses that needed to restructure and and re and get their businesses in, in good shape and good order after maybe they've uh, they've. He, so he knows where the trouble spots are. Let me put it that way, right, Ben?
1: i have uh, definitely been there done that and got the t-shirt bill
0: (laughs) i I tell people you know picture a uh, picture a wide open river and while you're growing and running your business in a good economy you're part of that river and then you turn to go down this channel and this channel is dark and it's got lots of rocks and lots of shipwrecks along the way that's where you need somebody like ben to come in and tell you hey i know this channel don't worry we'll get down this one together so ben thanks so much for joining us been a real pleasure
1: Bill, thank you. Great being with you today.
0: We're going to take a short break and be right back with another guest, so please stay with us. Just thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone, keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com.
1: You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day, exitcoachradio.com.
0: Come listen
1: for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.